नमस्ते एवरीवन वेलकम टू द चार बग पॉडकास्ट दिस इज योर होस्ट कुशल मेहरा सो टुडे वी आर गोइंग टू डू अनदर मोनोलॉग अम बट बिफोर वी स्टार्ट द मोनोलॉग लेट मी डू कस्टमरली सब्जेक्ट यप एवरीथिंग सीम्स गुड सीम्स गुड नो वीडियो ऑडियो लैग और व्हाटएवर दैट नॉनसेंस इज दैट आई एम यूजुअली फेसिंग सो बिफोर वी स्टार्ट द मोनोलॉग let's do our customary members shout out so as you know membership is available on three platforms one is youtube the one you're watching this live right now or to the audio listeners well you can become a member on youtube or uh, patreon or for folks in india who are addicted to upi there is also fanmo for you uh, <coughs> so let's give a shout out to the new members since the last uh, two or two odd weeks uh, vishal pasi um, harsh s nayak anurag reddy ruturaj kusurkar dr cooper pratham abhijit chatur bade chatur ho aap tejas dat kuntal singh the retired guy pratyush roy विनय कुमार हर्ष प्रजापति एंड प्रिंस गोलिया वैभव देशिखान दिस इज दीज आर ऑल द मेंबर्स ऑन यूट्यूब नाउ वी विल लुक एट दैनमो सो ऑन फैनमो कौन है भाई नील देशमुख चैतन्य अंबर खाना पारस राणा एंड जलराज नाथ सिंह थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर बिकमिंग अ मेंबर ऑन फैनमो एंड फॉर पेट्रियन अगर कोई है मैं देख रहा हूँ देख रहा हूँ देख रहा हूँ पेट्रियन में कोई रह गया है एटीनथ ऑफ सेप्टेम्बर के बाद नो पेट्रियन पे कोई एटीनथ सेप्टेम्बर के बाद नहीं रहा है सो आई थिंक अज्ञा वी हैव विजय विवेक प्रजापति सो विवेक ऑन पेट्रियन थैंक यू फॉर ज्वाइनिंग एंड बिकमिंग अ मेम्बर सो वॉट आर दर्क फॉर द मेम्बर्स एंड सो Oh, I got one name wrong. So Rutuj Kusurkar, sorry, I got one name wrong. I thousand apologies in thousand apologies. So yeah, so what do you get as a member? There are two tiers. One is the seekers tier. One is the speak with me tier. The seekers tier members get access to the entire Aryan invasion, Aryan migration out of India theory book discussion. along with a few scientific papers and now right now we culminate it all into the discussion of the rigveda which is going on i think this coming sunday or if not this weekend the next weekend i don't know if i can record this this sunday no i cannot i have too many things lined up i am flying out back to india so i can't be doing a session this sunday so if i can push it to saturday i will otherwise there will be no session this sunday but we will be finishing mandala 3 we have already done mandala 6 of the rigveda we will be almost be done with mandala 3 2 of the rigveda so all of that is available for the seekers tier more than i think 200 hours of content is already there if you join you can just join become a member and access all of that content and if you want the speak with me tier you get everything in the seekers tier and on top of that you get the series understanding and experiencing religion that means you get to access um the entire valmiki ramayana chapter by chapter verse by verse this is already done 
and right now we are covering the manusmriti so you get to listen to the sessions as they happen every sunday and look at the past sessions also of the manusmriti and uh, along with that once a month we do uh, ama just members join in on a zoom call they talk to me and we have a discussion of one an hour and a half and uh, that's about it and these are the uh, things and and the members content is only available for the members so you cannot access the members content if you're not a member so until you're a member you get the access to the content and regular podcast viewers well you have the podcast if you want that content you have to um look up to all of that only if you are a member so members get special content i create special content for members only if that's what i'm trying to say now as far as today's monologue is concerned i'll keep it very short just 20 25 minutes if you have any questions you can use the super chat option and the fanmo option both are available fanmo you just have to go on the tips section and pay and ask your question below and i can read the question and answer it otherwise the super chat option is always there you can ask the super chat now what what made me do this monologue so as you know i think it was on the 18th of september i don't remember the exact date when i started and i did my first monologue when uh, trudeau accused india and uh, it's been more than 2 weeks of, uh, for a country that is known to be boring ie canada this has been the longest time um uh Canada has been in the news for the longest time and I don't remember the last time Canada was in the news for so long and that I I never thought in my entire life that uh, I would have to uh, cover Canada of all the countries um for such a long time I seriously did not think that would be um true so what is happening right now we are almost into the third week um of the entire issue and uh, it seems uh, a lot of things are yet to be resolved uh, as far as india and canada uh, are concerned and uh, it's very interesting to say the least and um, um i i was i was thinking about it so what triggered this uh, particular monologue was this this uh, there is this particular uh, article that had come on the washington post which was titled uh, indian prime minister narendra modi's bjp party and its hindu nationalist allies have perfected using social media to spread inflammatory often false and bigoted material on an industrial scale earning both envy and condemnation beyond india's borders in rare and extensive interviews bjp starters staffers said that the party quietly collaborates with content creators who run third party or troll pages that create create incendiary posts designed to go viral on whatsapp and fire up the party's base india a country whose population is 80% hindu and 14% muslim has long wrestled with religious strife the bjp has been accused of abetting violence against muslims to stoke support but facebook has fallen short of its professed ideals hindu vigilantism has also been championed by fans of the self styled cow protection squad that has live streamed its missions to stop the cow trade a job often done by muslims one such influencer was rewarded by youtube now this is a very interesting uh, whiny little uh, um rant by the washington post first of all i i have to admit i was really fascinated by the washington post and its uh, rona dhona so 
I was just thinking, ki why why does this kind of commentary keep coming again and again when it comes to India and uh, you know Indian political uh, 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 events? If I was to say, like whenever there is something happening in India, you you have these absurd little commentaries that um, coming to India. By the way, just want to remind everyone, Shivaru did. Uh, a great uh, reminder to all of us when it came to this particular uh, story. How many of you remember? This is the Washington Post uh, when it came to India the last time. So Shiv actually had done this tweet that this is the same Washington Post India Bureau that described the online fracas over the wires hilarious fake story last year on Instagram as tensions in India rise. This is Washington Post. This is the same journalist, by the way. A series of stories from the Post examining how India's ruling party and its affiliated groups wield social media and technology to cement its power, so division and drown dissent. Uh, by the way, this is the wire story, the Instagram story, if you guys remember. By the way, the Washington Post was forced to change this headline after many here pointed out that they couldn't have chosen a more viciously irresponsible, dim-witted headline. Um, so Shiv had pointed that out. The old or the headline was tensions rise in India over claim that Instagram let ruling party tamper with posts. And then this journalist was a poor headline and we changed. But can you tell me how it is viciously irresponsible? Now, oh, uh, <clears throat> this is the interesting bit over here that how is this viciously irresponsible has to be explained to the person over here that they they don't even understand or they can't even figure out uh, by the way this person is still on twitter apparently this person follows me uh jerry or gary i don't want to pronounce his second name because i'm not good with american names or whatever his ethnicity is and i don't want to mess his name it's uh at G-E-R-R-Y-S-H-I-H. Now, it's a very interesting mindset uh, that uh, our dear friend uh, Jerry has here, or uh, Gary, whatever. Bhai, maaf kar dena, bhai, teri naam agar mainne puri ding-dong kar di. Magar mujhe pakka hai ki tu mere naam ki bhi ding-dong karne wala hai. Toh, we are all in the same boat, sir. Toh, asi taddi na adi ding-dong ki ti. Tusi saadde na adi ding-dong ki ti. Toh, saare ding-dong kari jande ya. Then, you know, as if this was... Uh, not enough. There was another very interesting op-ed on the Globe and Mail. I'm sharing all these things so that you guys uh, know. So this was another. No, India killing a Canadian is not just like American killing Bin Laden. We should have added like uh, Ekta Kapoor sound effects on the background. Something of that sort uh, should have been done, but uh, obviously can't be done. Um, so the uh, interesting bit in this article was that the assumption is they already know India has killed them. They have the evidence, apparently. Um, what is that evidence? Nobody knows, by the way. Nobody knows the evidence uh, and uh, the Canadian uh, commentary on this has been the best. If you if you look at Canada's commentary, again, Shiv Arur has been kind of on fire, you know, since the last three weeks, since this story has uh, kind of broken. And, you know, this is the Canadian, this is the man on whose basis Globe and Mail actually wrote that entire piece. So listen to the Canadian Prime Minister. Yeah, so this is your Canadian Prime Minister from September 19th to September 29th. 
credible allegations of a potential link between agents of the government of India and the killing of a Canadian citizen, Hardeep Singh Nijar. There are credible reasons to believe that agents of the government of India were involved in the killing of a Canadian on Canadian soil. We are there to work constructively uh, with India. And we hope that they uh, engage with us so that we can get to the bottom of this very serious matter. India is a growing economic power and important uh, geopolitical player. Uh, and you know, as we presented with our Indo-Pacific strategy uh, just last year, we're very serious about building closer ties uh, with India. So this is the Prime Minister of Canada. Now, it's not ended there. The commentary from Canada has been fascinating, to say the least. And like I said, uh, you know, kudos to Shivarur. He has done such a great job. Now, uh, that video uh, only talked about Trudeau till 29th. Now, look at this image again by Shivarur. Shivarur ki jai, Shivarur ki jai. Thank you, Shiv. Tune mera kaam asan kar diya. So, on October 1st, uh, there was a report by the Indian side that uh, in the press that India has ordered 41 Canadian diplomats out of Canada in, you know, in this uh, parity issue that we don't want uh, any uh, mismatch between the number of Indian diplomats and the number of Canadian diplomats. So, by 41 Canadian diplomats have to go by October 10th. And October 3rd, the Canadians say, quote, private discussion sought by Trudeau with India to resolve diplomatic crisis. So, but the, how it started and how it's ending, if there ever was a version, this has to be quite an interesting version of that. And it's it's very, 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 very interesting how... Uh, and, and, and continuing, uh, you know, in the series of Canadian gibberish, I mean... I don't know. Did you guys uh, hear the Canadian foreign minister, the Melanie? Did you even understand what she said? I want to play what she said. And I I sincerely, I, I'm requesting everyone. The person who decodes this for me has my respect. Because I don't understand what the hell the Canadian foreign minister is actually talking about. I, I really don't know what she's talking about. I could not decode this. I mean, I'm, I, I consider myself to be a reasonably smart person, but uh, so let's let's listen to the Canadian foreign minister now. And somebody, somebody tell me what the hell is the Canadian foreign minister so, saying right now? In moments of tensions, because indeed there are tensions between both our government, more than ever, it's important that diplomats be on the ground. And that's why we believe in the importance of having a strong diplomatic footprint in India. That being said, we are in go ongoing conversations with the Indian government and we will continue to protect them. So, in moments of- Listen to it again. Because indeed there are tensions between both our government, more than ever it's important that diplomats be on the ground. And that's why we believe in the importance of having a strong diplomatic footprint in India. Just wait a minute. Who started this? I will expel diplomats. 
if we remember the timeline, it was the Canadians who said, we will expel Indian diplomats. Everything was started by the Canadians. It was their prime minister who accused India on the floor of the House of Commons. It was the foreign minister of Canada that said, we are expelling an Indian diplomat as, as a matter of fact statement. We are letting it clear that we will not tolerate such things in our foreign land. And then India said, okay, that's what India is doing now. Because India said, we didn't do it. Why are you accusing us? And now, within a matter of a few days, we've come to this point. Like, I don't understand what the Canadian foreign minister was trying to say there. It, it, it's a mystery. But again, the question all of us need to ask ourselves in this entire fiasco that, that has been created only because of Canada, in my opinion. Uh, India has nothing to do for a change. India has nothing to do for change. And one last photo again. Thanks to Shivarur. Shout out to Shivarur. Um, and then I'll play one clip of our honorable foreign minister also with the, it's a very important clip that I want you guys to hear. And uh, by go follow Shivarur if you don't. So this is what Shiv said. This is the commentary in Western media when it comes to Nijjar. Washington Post called him an activist. New York Times called him a leader. Financial Times called him a plumber. And Bloomberg... As if, you know, Bloomberg was like, hold my beer, bitches. Bloomberg called Hardeep Singh Nijjar a priest. Usko priest bana diya hai. Nijjar nu priest banata. Nijjar is a priest. As per these idiots. Isn't it fascinating that Hardeep Singh Nijjar, the one who has photos with AK-47 doing training camps all over the place. He's a priest. Priest kab se ho gaya bhai? Ye kab se priest ho gaya? Ye kya se ho gaya? Ye ho ra kya hai? Ye ho ra kya hai? So you have to ask yourself this question. Ki chalu kya hai bhai? Chalu kya But it is what it is. Okay, I'll remove this uh, screen now. And uh, one last video that I want to play. Okay? One last. So this is the video of our foreign minister. External affairs, I'm sorry. Well, now we in the United States have had the experience not only of lectures from India, but lectures from Canada. And, uh, uh, you know, I think... Uh, you know, they, they look at you as the global south. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 
they uh, it, it's it's one of the more interesting relationships. And um, uh, I think Dean Acheson once wrote an essay about uh, Canadian criticisms of the United States, and he titled it "Stern Daughter of the Voice of God." Um, but uh, certainly, the Canadian Prime Minister has made some. Uh, serious uh, charges recently. But I also see that uh, from press reports that you have met while you're in Washington with um, uh, National Security Advisor Sullivan, uh, with our Secretary of State, mm -hmm. uh, Blinken, and that this subject has come up. Can you give us any information about uh, how this is, is or isn't affecting U.S.-India relations, where this whole matter stands now from your perspective? Uh, okay. So let me start with uh, Canada. Uh, yes, uh, the Canadian Prime Minister made some allegations initially privately uh, and then publicly. And uh, our um, uh, response to him, both in private and public, where that uh, uh, what he was alleging was not consistent with our policy. Uh, and that if he had, if his government had anything relevant and specific they would like us to look into, we were open to looking at it. Now, um, that's where that conversation is at this point of time. Uh, but to understand that conversation, uh, you have to also appreciate uh, that uh, this has been an issue of great uh, friction for many years with Canada. Uh, in fact, going back to the 1980s. Uh, then it became dormant, but in the last few years, it has come back uh, very much into play uh, because of what we consider to be a very permissive uh, Canadian attitude towards uh, terrorists, uh, extremists, people who openly advocate violence. And they have been given operating space in Canada because of the compulsions of Canadian politics. I don't think most Americans, you know, for, for uh, Americans, perhaps Canada looks very different. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, it, it sort of it depends, you know, uh, from where the interests where the shoe pinches. For us, it has certainly been a country where uh, uh, organized crime from India uh, mixed with trafficking in people, uh, mixed with secessionism, violence, terrorism. It's, it's a very uh, toxic combination uh, of issues and people uh, who have found uh, operating space there. Uh, so a lot of our uh, uh, tensions with Canada, uh, which well preceded what Mr. Trudeau said, mm -hmm. actually come out of, out of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and today, uh, today I'm actually in a situation where my diplomats are unsafe going to the embassy uh, or to the consulates. In Canada? In Canada. Uh, they are publicly intimidated. And that has actually uh, compelled me to temporarily suspend even visa operations in Canada. So, uh, so as I said, you know, often countries look very different depending on how you see them and what your interests are. But uh, I have this problem in Canada, and uh, so your question, uh, did I speak about it with uh, Jake uh, Sullivan and Tony Blinken? Yes, I did. And? So it, <laughs> it was very important for me to play the response of the Indian 
external affairs minister over here and there was another bit in this that the external affairs minister said you know he was saying that the world as we live in today is largely a western construct i'm reading the direct quote now if you look at the world architecture there's always there's been obviously enormous change in the last 8 years now for india when we confront a largely western created architecture obviously we would like to encourage and facilitate and induce and pressurize changes which are badly needed so i make this very important distinction where india is concerned and this is the key part india is non western india is not anti western and now we come into why i wanted to do all of this uh because i will not need more than 10 minutes to make my point and this is where a lot of people in the west have misunderstood india and this is where i like to talk about the colonized mind and the colonizers mind now canada somebody um might say that uh um you know canada never colonized india Yes, Canada never colonized India. America never colonized India, but that doesn't mean that there is no colonized mindset and the colonizer mindset in this case. I I I get uh, that uh, the British colonized India, or before that the Mughals colonized India, but it doesn't mean that there is no issue there. And there is a way that the West looks at it. This is why I I showed you the Washington Post um, article. which talks about it trolls because deep down inside this is how the west looks at india and the west looks at the rest of the world that it doesn't think is their equal now there is a certain west now somebody might say oh the west has so many differences yeah i get the west has so many differences please you don't have to tell me that and be so condescending but there is um, a larger west and that west is anglo american the anglo american empire which includes canada the united kingdom western europe australia and new zealand there is a way they speak with other people they speak at people they speak at people in a condescending way and that needs to be acknowledged but why do they do that they do that because they were getting away with it all these years because whenever they would approach somebody there was no pushback and the reason is that they didn't care and nobody was answering their question and now this is the first time in in actually it's uh, it's um, history that the west is now facing a unique problem now what is this unique problem now russia has stood up to the west good or bad is not my problem that is for the westerners and the russians to handle not my fight china has stood up to the west too in its own way but while standing up to the west both russia and china don't speak in english they speak in their own language they speak to their own people they don't talk back to the west so the west was used to it like they keep saying what they say and russia and china keep doing what they do and everybody just uh, you know goes about doing their thing it's okay it's not a big deal but in something changed when it came to india india speaks in english india is the first country that the west has you know come across in their back and forth that a first of all is a democracy 
so it it doesn't have that uh, moral uh, weight of uh, russia and china where you know they can't say they are democracies and the west can just chide them oh you're you're authoritarian country you're not even democracy so you know go to hell kind of a scenario india can india can't be told that which is why they try to hit india by all these ratings and all these things that they show oh, your democracy is uh, la, la sliding blah 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 all of that rubbish that goes on they have to chide india in a different way because they can't say india is not a democracy so they will say india is a sliding uh, uh, democracy etc etc that is point number 1 secondly this was the first time the india canada tension um is the first time where the west saw a nation where cutting across political lines whether it was you know the opposition or the ruling government everybody came together and they started speaking in the same language right at them and they were speaking in very good english and you know the west is used to creating fissures in society on issues and uh, telling people that oh the opposition will side with us what really rattled the west this time was that even the opposition was with the government on this issue and this is where the colonizer mind and the colonized mind comes into picture the west was used to some people who look brown like me who live in india or in america or in england or in canada or multiple parts of the world who would speak in a certain manner and they thought they are representatives of india i'm talking about the arundhati roys of the world i am talking about many of these quote and quote experts brown experts who live in the west or who live in india and they would always do this commentary on india where basically they would say things that the white man wanted to hear and the white man was like ha bada acha laga sunke bada acha laga sunke and now when they actually heard what the real indian things it's disturbed them and this is what has driven them crazy which is why washington post is coming up with absurd articles like oh the bjp it cell is going around telling people what to say giving them money listen do political parties including the congress have an it cell yes the bjp has an it cell congress has an it cell aam aadmi party has an it cell the democrats also have an it cell the republicans also have an it cell the liberal party of canada has an it cell everybody has an it cell but because you're so used to being pricks when it comes to engaging with countries whom you don't think are your equals when they stand up to you and when they troll you back or when they speak nicely in good english and they fact check you and they correct you you're not used to it it's more about you the colonizer than us the colonized we're no longer colonized we're free we will speak back we will give as good as it we get this is the difference they are rattled they don't know what to do they've never seen a country that talks back so much and that too with bollywood gifts trolling the shit out of them so they think all these people like people like me people like abhijit ayer mitra all of us on social media we are you know we we are in some grand strategy and we are paid by the it cell 
No, we're not. Uh, am I in touch with the BJP IT cell? Yes, I am. I mean, they send me material. I look at it. But go and ask Amit Malviya, how many times has he sent me things? And how many times have I spoken? And the answer is a big zero. A big anda. I don't. I say what I want to say. Indians say what I they want to say. India has a very robust public discourse. Indian politicians ko rose aake Twitter pe aam janta pel ke chale jati hai. Modi ko log maulana bolte hai Twitter pe. Rahul Gandhi ko to kya kya nahi bolte chhod do. Secondly, they thought the Indian media would be pliant. They thought Indian media aayegi, wo balegi, gore babbe ne bola hai, we will just bow down to the white man, white man says do this and we will do it. No, the Indian media started sharing old videos. The Indian media st started taking old clips out and stating, oh, you did this, you did this, you're wrong here, you're wrong here. So even the Indian media is not pliant or compliant. Then the Indian media calls you on their channels and they're not used to this. So you remember that um, that famous um, Anil Kapoor uh, kya bolte usko? Anil Kapoor ki gif hai na? Yaad hai tumko? Uh, ye wali. How many of you remember this? This one, I'm talking about this particular gif of Anil Kapoor. I think this sums up the, the state of affairs of the West right now. Yeah. Bolne de usko, taklif hua hai. Taklif hua hai ko. Bolne de usko. This is literally what I feel the West is going through right now. Un they are so rattled because they are so entitled. They feel that, you know, we said, I mean, if the Canadian and Western foreign policy is, trust me, bro, that if how dare India ask for evidence from these Westerners? No, seriously, what happened to rule of law, bro? What happened to due process, bro? Oh, we're just supposed to go with what you say. Show the evidence. Your own Prime Minister and your own Government of Canada is now seeking private talks. Why? Why can't it be done openly? Why? Should it be done privately or openly? And by the way, shut down your Chandigarh Consulate. It's too problematic. And Chandigarh Consulate. These are serious issues that nobody wants to address. Nobody wants to talk about. And, and then obviously the condescending way in which, you know, Hardeep Singh Nijjar has been presented as if he is some great, uh, I mean, priesty banadiya salego. So at the core of it is the colonized mind, which now no longer wants to take shit from anyone. The colonized mind, the one who was colonized thinks nothing is more important to me than the territorial sovereignty of my country. So even the Congress party on this, are Omar Abdullah, even Omar Abdullah was like, chup kar be, bed ja udar tu kone mein. So to every person who lives in the West and is not Indian and is not used to live and who only reads Arundhati Roy as their source 
of understanding india indians are not like that there are certain non negotiables for every indian and the top of that list is the territorial sovereignty of india so if you do anything that damages the territorial sovereignty of india this is a nation that has suffered colonialism this is a nation that is very sensitive after 1947 1947 a part of our land was taken away we are very sensitive about these things if you try to touch us there we will all become one and we will really troll the living daylights out of you for free we are not paid and we will do it again and again and again and you and your colonized colonizers mind i'm sorry it is a colonizers mind you feel so entitled that you think the world revolves around you you think the world owes you everything no it doesn't get used to this is my last message to every single western commentator who is shocked to their core about the entire thing that has blown away or have fallen in the uh, in place in the last few days this is how india will respond every single time india's territorial integrity is questioned indians are united and one more thing if you think indians living in your own land hate india you are sadly mistaken indians living in your own land they love your country too you will never see uh, an indian you know insulting the american flag canadian flag british flag australian flag you don't see them doing that i mean exceptions might be there but 99% of indians living outside india they love the countries they live in but not for once should you assume based on your interactions with the arundhati roys of the world that those indians who live in your country they hate india they don't they love india they love their culture they love their civilization they moved out of their country because of economic issues their economic migrants but not for once do you assume that they hate india so get used to it get used to the idea of even them correcting you living in your own country holding your own passports they will also correct you because there if there is one issue that unites indians like nothing it is the territorial integrity of india the sovereignty of india they will not tolerate balkanization and you know who you were supporting before i start taking audio question uh, other questions i want to leave you guys with an old old sting operation that was done by the republic remember in one of my videos i shared uh, a photo of jagmeet singh with shamsher singh in one of my old videos this is who shamsher singh is i leave you guys with this and once this video is done i will start taking super chats answer your questions and we will wrap it up after that but i want this video to be played you guys are shocked that why is india responding the way it is this man is someone who says what he is going to be saying i am going to share the audio and your leader jagmeet singh canada was seen partying with this guy or sharing a podium with this guy this is shamsher singh Listen. Movements. We've killed 2,700 police officers, 
Um, we've anchored of various rank. Uh, we've killed the prime minister, the chief minister, generals of the army. These are all targeted killings. This was a republic so thing now, of like Shamshir Singh. What's been happening for the last two and a half years with the KLF and targeting RSS leaders in India, it's the same thing. So uh, the level of violence is, hasn't increased or, or decreased. Are the leaders of Punjab's RSS, the Hindu Takat, they've been shot in the streets of Punjab by motorcycle born assailants. It's happening now. You know, it's this is the reality. You believe they were part of the movement? Yeah. Khalistan Liberation Forces openly accepted that these guys um, killed by Khalistan. The armed struggle is the only way. Um, investing in armed struggle and destabilizing in India with, you know, how they've been operating for the last 30 years, assassinating Indian government officials, attacking military bases, attacking uh, police officers and, you know, soldiers and, you know, the Khalistanis have a hit list somewhere of all these, uh, you know, people running around like Zaini and um, Alam and like all these black cats and these police officers that escaped so many commissions India to break up. We want the, the Naxals to have uh, freedom, Dravidistan to be free, we want the Maoists to be free because our enemy is the same. Our enemy is Vidhi, our enemy is the Brahman, it's Brahmanism as an ideology. It's the enemy of all the peoples of India, except for the Brahmins, of course, because they enjoy the benefit of that. But um, it's a complete it's a unification of our goals. Our, all of our goals are aligned. We want this is the person Canada's Jagmeet Singh was sh was sharing a platform with, a podium with this person. And if you don't believe me, I will share the photo of that too. Because uh Kalena Logo Badi Mirche Lakti Kiagar Sach Batadiato. I had shared this, I'll show it again. This is Jagmeet Singh with the same Shamsher Singh. This is Shamsher Singh. This is Jagmeet Singh. I had played the video in an old podcast too. And now I'm going to take questions. Okay. What should be our as Indians realistic view of Western narratives, news, etc.? Not an optimist or pessimist or cynical view. Um, I think we should stop bothering about what they say. At a core level, we should not be affected by what they say, but we should be very unemotional and at the same time, very clinical in our criticism of the West. We should engage with the West. We should we should not become Western haters. I, I am not a Western hater. I actually like the West. I like the West a lot. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that the West owns us. So if we can be in a situation where we send the message across in a very clear, crisp way, then I think we should be fine. If you're still in Canada, it would be nice if you get in touch with JJ McCullough. He's a political commentator who has recently put out a video on the recent spat. He's definitely more nuanced. I'll check it out. I don't know about this content creator of Canada, but I'll see him. You speak of certain red lines regarding territorial integrity. How will you explain Muslims dreaming about a separate state from India in India, according to many reports? Well, uh, if uh, can you show me the exact numbers of Muslims who want a separate India? Because the Pew Research poll showed an overwhelming majority of Muslims in India. I think what was 95% or 98% love India and uh, want to live in India. So what's the big deal if a minority out of that 
says i mean compared to hindus were their numbers out of the way i actually saw the pupil numbers they were not so i think it is not even an issue so these are the super chats i let me check if there was any <clears throat> any question on uh, um, fanmo no i don't see any fanmo question and people keep talking about the audio lag as if uh, it it affects me i mean i told you guys i can't fix it right now i tried it two three times but you guys keep saying the same things it doesn't change my reality mujhe samajh mein nahi aa raha hai mere ko kya karna chahiye aise logon ka bar bar bolne se koi cheez wapas thodi na ho jati hai so i guess okay there are no other questions if there are super chats i would have taken them other than that i really don't see any questions in the live stream <clears throat> because people keep talking about the audio lag i mean i can't i tried my best i did it two three times i can't change it i apologize for the same but uh, usually exiting this and uh, coming back changes the audio lag issue but uh, hey it is what it is and i don't see any other questions as of now because uh, everything okay somebody has said bring rupa on to your podcast rupa who as if tum log assume kar rahe ho ki main duniya ke har rupa ko janta hu Hmm. Will I be coming to Texas anytime soon? No, sir. Not not anytime soon. I, in fact, I'm leaving North America now. I'm going back to India. I'll be in England for a few days, but uh, other than that, no, no. Maybe next year. I don't know. Okay, Drupa Subramania. Nope, that's not going to happen. And I'm not going to call her on the podcast. <clears throat> so there you go and i don't even mind saying no openly over here in fact i've blocked her on twitter i don't speak with her i don't want to speak with her i wish her well i wish her all the best i wish her all the luck with true north she's doing good work but she's not coming on my podcast okay mm, i've had enough of that mm. so any other question left nope no other question left i don't see any question left mm-hmm. nope no questions left All right guys then we can wrap this podcast up once again i apologize for the audio lag issues i i tried my best to fix it like like usually what happens is if uh, you exit streamyard and you come back in streamyard the audio lag issue is completely fixed but apparently today i tried it again and again and again but it did not get fixed but uh, it is what it is and uh, i apologize for the same but uh, <clears throat> uh as always thank you very much for your questions uh, i try uh, to do my best to answer all your questions um, because most of the comments i don't deal with comments on the live stream if there were questions on the live stream i would have dealt with it so i looked around i didn't find any interesting question i took all your super chats and once again i want to remind all of you that the solution to this entire you know india canada tension is not hating the west you're not going to get anywhere by hating the west 
the West is an economic powerhouse. It is a military powerhouse, whether you like it or not. Secondly, the West is not someone that hates you either. But remember Jay Shankar Ji's words. India is non-Western. India is not anti-Western. Your own external affairs minister is very clear that India is not anti-Western. And India should not be anti-Western. India is non-Western. So India doesn't comply to the Western worldview like some Westerners expect India does uh, complies with. India will never comply with certain shenanigans of the West. And the West should not expect India to just bow down whenever it tells it to bow down. It's not going to happen. The West should get used to the idea of that. I think we are in for a very interesting next decade and a half or so where the West will slowly psychologically adjust to the idea of a rising India, an India that talks back, an India that speaks English, an India that corrects them, an India that chides them. So right now what is happening is it's more of a mental adjustment for the colonizer mind not the colonized mind. The colonized mind is adjusting in the sense that now, you know, it's like the bacha has become big and now the bacha is talking. It The bacha was bullied all the time, but now the kid is speaking back. And the bully was not used to the, the one who was bullied to be talking back. So now the bully has to adjust in this case. And it will take some time. So we're going to have a few rough moments over the years with the West. And we should be used to it. <clears throat> but it doesn't mean we hate the West. It doesn't mean we hate Canada. It doesn't mean we hate America. These are good countries with good people. They are our allies. But sometimes as it happens, you know, we fight. Allies argue. We bicker. And it's okay. We need to live with the reality that it's fine to have these arguments. But at the end of the day, India is a democracy. The Western nations are democracies. Every democracy has its flaws. India is not a perfect democracy ideal. But the West will get used to this reality eventually. I think in another decade and a half, the West will be absolutely in sync that India doesn't listen to us in all issues. And they will be fine with it. The questions for the Canadian Prime Minister are for the Canadians to answer or the Canadian Prime Minister to answer, not for India to answer. The Canadian Prime Minister chose the worst route possible to deal in this matter. And now he's paying the political price for it. But we should not become Western haters. The aim of this monologue is to not create haters of the West. So don't become one. I'll leave you guys at that. And thank you very much for your support. Once again, this podcast runs only and only on members. So if you can support this podcast, please join the membership program of the Charvak podcast. That's how this podcast sustains itself. This podcast sustains its heterodox nature through people who give me some small amount on a monthly basis. So if you can do that, please do. If you cannot, just subscribe on YouTube, like this video, leave your comment, or if you're an audio listener, keep supporting on the audio podcast too. I'll leave you guys at that. Take care. Bye.